0: get pucked hello everyone and welcome to the get pucked podcast Dave Vito Matt here with you it's been a little bit of time but we coming back we coming back live we were thinking to ourselves in fact we were talking a little bit beforehand uh and we said you know what this is a fun conversation we should have this on the podcast and and the conversation started off like this we were talking about defense Right, Habs. Habs are rolling. Let's 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 start with that. They're rolling. They're winners of three straight. Things are going really well. They're sitting in the second wild card spot. Nobody had this on their bingo cards. Everybody is loving it. It's a, well, maybe not everybody. Those with the you know the pro tanks might not be so happy. To be fair, but for the vast majority, I think of people out there, they're pretty happy. The kids are rolling. Caulfield, Suzuki on fire. The Doc acquisition trade. Hughes looks like a super genius. Everything's looking real good up front. But the conversation was about the back end, right? We were talking about, oh, Matheson is slowly coming back. Who's going to be taken out? What do they do? A lot of young kids there and yada, yada. And so the the point that we brought up was, who's the number one defenseman in Montreal? Dave, who's the number one defenseman in Montreal? Who's number one? I mean,
1: I guess you would have to say it'd be Joel Edmondson, but I, I I don't know. I don't know. You're right. There, there, there's, there might not be one, like... You know, can you call uh, Joel Edmondson a number one defenseman? Not on a good hockey
0: I don't club. know. Can you call him a number one? I don't know. No, Vito, I don't who's the number think one no. defenseman d- in Montreal? No, look, I, I think
1: <laughs> they, they have a, a by committee approach, and it involves you know some young kids. Uh, David Savard, you want to throw his name out
0: there? David Savard, number one team. Let's go. Yeah. It's getting worse, Dave. It's
2: getting yeah. rough, Dave. <laughs> okay.
0: So, so Vito, right. Vito, tell tell the listeners who's the number one defenseman in Montreal. Montreal does
2: not have a number one at the moment.
0: Okay, that's fascinating. Are they are they unique in this, or do other teams also not have number there one? There
2: is approximately, I think off the top of my <laughs> head, Montreal is one of three teams that don't have a number one right now, but they probably have the worst pseudo number one in the entire league right now, and they don't have anybody that's up and coming that you can literally say is a bona fide number one like a lot of the other teams do. Okay, so, so right, right. Hold now on a, second. Look- hold okay. on a okay. second because I feel like I feel
0: like that right there is the is the little thing that I've been waiting for. I think just with that sentence alone, you might have you might have pissed some people off who are sitting back saying, How does this guy sit there and say, Not even in the pipeline, do the Habs not have a number one coming up? When you can see Ghoulie out there right now and you see Harris wow. out there right now, and maybe not Jack Guy, but you hear about Baron and you got these guys. They, they can't possibly be number ones to your estimation. Their ceiling Who's, is never number There's nobody
2: number one. right now that's standing out that you look and say, you yeah. know what, this person today, tomorrow, next week, next year, they're on a bonafide, plug them in as number one quarterback defenseman that they're going to run the power okay. play. They're going to log in the big minutes and everything. Could Caden Gooley be Montreal Canadiens number one? Yes. But is he a number one that you say is better than a Charlie McAvoy? A Noah Dobson, a Kale McCarr, an Adam Fox—I just okay. named him four or five teams. He, right give him a chance to develop, though. Give him a
1: chance. Give him a chance. Yeah, you know I'd what like I mean? Like, to give him like, a chance. I, and I and I don't think Vito... To, to, to Vito's defense. I don't think he meant there's never going to be a number one defenseman in Montreal. No. Maybe he's here now, but he's, there's no one. Well, he's that you saying rely right, on now. right now. Right okay. now, no one right. is no, going to no, go but, but, to that. No, that's what he's saying. No, but but for sure, but but. There isn't right now. There's not a number one defenseman now, but Caden Gooley could very well transform into one. So could Justin Barron down the line, Jordan Harris, whatever. Hold. I don't believe in that, but what defines it could, the number one?
0: Well be. Sorry, what defines it? What characteristics well, uh, does the player a, need a to a have? of course, the logs
1: 30, 25 minutes to 30 minutes as, as you need it, and who okay. can run, run the power play most likely, or is really, 45, really,
2: 45 really to, good. 45 to. 80 points and 80 points is extreme. That's a Kale McCart. That's a generational defense, defenseman. But uh, give me and a f- Yossi, no wonder. no number one. No wonder <laughs> there's no number one. <laughs> give me a f- give me anywhere between 40 and 60 point defenseman, and that's th- who can do the things that Dave also mentioned. That's a yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: for sure. So a guy who minutes. you can
1: rely on that you when yeah. you're penciling in your depth chart, he's there and you know it, and, and he's there. And he's reliable. You don't even have to think about Andre Markov okay. for years.
2: Solid number yes. one defenseman. Yes. Okay. And and not had one since Andrei Markov left.
1: You could they argue P.K. Stuban was on his way there. Shea
2: Weber? Shea Weber. Weber. Weber, Weber was – okay. Shea Weber was, at the time, the best defensive defenseman in the league who can score goals. Okay. His number – he's not somebody okay. that was going to quarterback a, a power play. He was not somebody that was going to – but, be deceptive, like Markov was. Shea Weber was say, a number one
1: defenseman. Though. But you're telling me Shea was Weber wasn't the number one. A number one? He a number,
2: but he wasn't. He wasn't in the in the mold of like what you see in today's NHL. No, the, uh, not, he's not. He's not the new he's age. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not, not, not Adam Fox. Defenseman.
0: He's not Kyle McCarr. He's not like that. That's not, why he's
1: retired. He's not, you know but, what I mean? Uh, like he's he he was yeah. he was yesterday's number one defenseman. He was the number one. He was the number one.
2: But when you're when you're looking at all the charts and all the teams at the time who had number one defensemen, and you put Shea Weber in that list. You'd look and say, was he the best defensive defenseman on that list? No. Was he the best defensive defenseman on that list? Yes.
1: Okay, but that's nothing wrong with that. If you can get a good, no. solid defensive defenseman like Shea Weber at number one, you're on. You're on the right path.
0: You are. yeah, yeah. You are. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. You, 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 you are. could bring in someone to quarterback that power play. But, you can run my, five my forwards on the power play. I'll take a Shea Weber type player on your back end, like. So many teams need that right now, and I think no that's a, the downfall of a lot of teams is, is just going, oh, an offensive guy. Look at Morgan Riley in Toronto, for example. Like, yes. You
2: can't run your defense off of that. That, 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 that doesn't work. But and, uh, nobody, the Montreal Canadians have not had somebody to quarterback a power play. And, oh, yeah, and but no that's, that's a running joke, crowd. right? Yeah, of course. Right? That's well. a running joke.
0: OK, but my, but but so I, I bring it back to this, right, because this really the conversation stemmed from, you know, things are going well right now. But is it sustainable? Yes. No. You know, we were kind of muddled on that. But the biggest need, the biggest need on this team, you suggested it's it's finding a number one guy now. Now, I said countered with saying, don't they have kids there that can possibly take that in a year or two? And they should work perhaps maybe somewhere else, like looking at the next options in goaltending or or something to that effect, right? Maybe a, a solidified absolute number two centerman um, or, or like a 1B, 1A with Suzuki or whatever, like Aladjoie, if we come back to that. But, you know, you came back and you said, no, nope, it's all about defense. They need a number one defense. So would you, well, more importantly, who would you and would you today try and get that guy now? Or are you are you confident that one of these guys could potentially ascend and get there? Like like, is it that urgent to you? Should they start more not mortgaging the future? That's a silly term, but should they really? Because you'd have to give a lot, I imagine. Are they are they at the point now? Is it the right play with all of these young prospects to give a bunch of them away to get a number one guy back today?
2: Who? Yeah, which well, team, that's my which next team question. Is, which team is out there willing to give that up? Nobody. Depends that's on what
1: probably. you what you could.
2: There's only go ahead, um... Dave. Sorry.
1: Well, I mean, you got a guy like Jacob Chikrin, right? if if you really, really want to look at that, do you consider him a number one defenseman? You consider like that? That that would be my question to you. Like, is do you would that fit your mold for a number one defenseman? He but that's be. probably the only defenseman right now that would be available uh, in in the short term. And that I could you, think of, but again, again, the NHL program. is is a league where these surprise trades happen all the time, right? That you know, not necessarily the insiders don't necessarily get wind of it. You don't really know they're available, and all of a sudden these guys they're on the move, right? So, is it possible that that a defenseman becomes available? Yeah, and and I and I think Hughes has to to really keep his eyes open. But other than that, right now, if you're looking at you know rumors and whatnot, Chick is would be the only one close to being a number
0: one. Well, they're asking go after for him. They're yeah, you're well, gonna they're sure. always gonna but ask for ransom right? for everybody. That's for right. anybody to get. And, and, and no and one's they, gonna
1: give away the, the number one defenseman from nothing.
0: Well and, and they went after uh Klimberg, right? It just came out like I think uh, who was it? It was uh uh what's his name? Friedman. no. Was it for you? Le-
2: Le- no, it was LeBron. It was
0: no, LeBron. it was LeBron. Yeah, so he came out and said they 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 made a legitimate offer for one year. Maybe he went well, we the team prior to this year, and he was like, eh, I don't really want to go there. I want a chance to win. Hey, went that to Anaheim, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so he goes to Anaheim. You know, maybe it's like, okay, Stop. well, the money and whatever is nice. Tax, son, nice. But now he looks back and says, hmm, they got some good stuff going on there. Maybe they come back to Anaheim there. Is that somebody they go after? Is, is he a potential guy? We bring we bring Klingberg back into the conversation.
1: I think Klingberg was a bit overrated. I mean, I think he would have fit in in in, uh, in Montreal's scheme. I, I think he does fit a little bit well, but I think that he you'd probably have to overpay to get him. I don't know. I don't know if I'd I'd, I'd take a risk of Klingberg right now. I don't know. I don't think it's necessary to go get a defenseman right right this second. I don't think it's, it's you know they're not contenders by any means. They're, they're not you. I think they have the luxury of time, and I think that Hughes has to has to look at his options, and he can't go rush in and, like, hey, we don't have a center. Let me go get a center right now. Sorry for my barking dog, but <laughs> uh, we, we we don't have a number one and We have to go get him right now. No, they, they need to go and and take their time with this. I, I don't think there's any pressure, and I think they're <laughs> dealing from a position of strength more than
0: anything. But no team no team sits status quo, right? Like, they're always looking to tinker. They're always looking to improve. And so when you look up front of that first line, that first line's looking very nice. So like mm-hmm. now lock that down. Obviously there's your first line. Things are going great. You got Monaghan who's still around and now you're hoping yeah. that he continues playing well and then you're going to likely flip him. So he's gone too. Um, you know, they're, 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 they have to start planning for obviously Monaghan being gone, Drew ain't likely being gone, um, Hoffman probably being gone. I mean, there's going to have a bunch of holes up there. So, so are these are these mission critical holes that they have to go acquire a guy, or is there somebody in Laval who can come up a bit and take one of those spots? You're talking about from the for, for the forward position. Well, well, because if it's not if you're not going to shoot for defense, and and in defense, realistically, the only place in defense you're looking to get is for a Ma- number one. Much longer time
2: up front, and they've got players that can come into the roster at any point that are that can play wing and whatnot. Second they, line they, players. The, the neat... Sp- but there's so many that they could move up to a second line. That's the thing, right? You have Josh Anderson. That if you end up moving, a Mike Hoffman could go to the second line. Uh, you have uh, um, Joel Armio could move to the third line. You, uh, Jonathan Drouet, for now at least. But yeah, he's eventually going to go. He's gone. I mean, we have we have Rem yeah. Pit- Pitlick right now that's in Laval. Like, it, it's just everyone will move up a peg. could could Montreal benefit by having an, a bona fide top six on the second line and somebody that they go and acquire? Yeah, but it's there's such a logjam up front that you could that it makes the defense even more, um, even you know, even more of a desire or need to address. So, for like, you, it's
0: defense like if they do a move, the next that, move uh, should be a defenseman,
2: it's but not just a defenseman, it's not just no, a like marquee a, defenseman, yeah, give not, give a, a, not, a not a, a mo- give me no a puck offense, mover, yeah. give me somebody who can who's can be offensive, bring some offensive upside, somebody who can. Quarterback, a power play, but doesn't necessarily mean they got to be the best in the world. If we can, great. So Chickrin is as gr- a good move, and I think Chickrin is very underrated because he plays in Arizona. But it, he would cost way too much to acquire, him. when you think about his cap, it is also like four point six million, I think, for another three years. So I, you'd have to stay away from him because chances are they want one. They would want one of Montreal's first round picks in the next two drafts, and you're just not doing it.
0: And what would it take to get your all-time favorite guy who you think would come in here and take over the number one spot?
2: Who's that? Your
0: number number one guy that you think comes into Montreal and you said that he would be Montreal's number one defensive. He would be
2: Montreal's number one, but he's not my favorite. Far from who is he? It's Samuel Girard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we spoke about this uh, last season. Samuel, but Samuel, Samuel Girard,
0: Samuel is Girard not, is not come my to the part, Habs favorite. and become the number one defenseman on the Habs? Uh, uh, that's a stretch. It's a stretch. This man, this man over here, thinks that that is a not a Two stretch, Two but like day. easy. Yes. Today, if
2: Montreal acquired today, tomorrow, Samuel Gerard you're yes. plugging him at the top, uh, top right hand side or left, whichever, and he's, he's number uh, one. Is he going to number one? No, but if you're going to target teams that have the guy has a a, uh, career-high
1: five goals.
2: He's playing on on the third pairing.
1: Okay, I understand that, but like you – Why do you think he'll be immediately qualified to become your number one defenseman?
2: When I had this conversation with Matt, he's like, okay, what's out there that would be available? And I looked at all the depth charts of all the teams, and I looked at all their their current top six, top seven, or whatever. And I came out to the only team that would have a defenseman that they're okay and would be willing to potentially sacrifice to address maybe other needs if they need is Colorado because they've got three.
1: Okay, but it doesn't mean that he could has to be. You could no, acquire but, Sam Gerard all you want. I'm very. That's a yeah, very good move. But it's not going to be your first line. Your top he D would be until
2: other until other players develop. into but what But David Savard's your
1: top D probably right now. Like, of and course how is that be. a good thing? And how is it's, David not Savard not a good thing from an it's offensive a perspective? They, they're
2: better they're than, a rebuild than, Vito. They're in a rebuild. not not a good to rebuild. But Matt asked the question, and I'm saying that right now, if Montreal went and make a move, they could probably pluck out Samuel Gerrard and if you took him right now this second on November fourteenth, and put him on today's current roster he would plug at the top pairing but like yeah I... maybe
1: but but is that that that's not a definition that's not in the spirit of the question the question is if, if you what's the biggest need and it's a number one defenseman you can't get Sam Girard. Yeah, but you're not going
2: to get a number one defenseman from anybody right now. Where are they? They're either already in the NHL playing. What are you going to do? You're going to call uh, Buffalo and say, "Yeah, by the way, I like Owen Power." Okay, thank you. We do. We well, do no, but do, obviously not. Fuck out of here. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the,
1: yeah. I mean, look. Then maybe that your answer of number one defenseman is not uh, is not a realistic answer to Matt's question. You know what I mean? If you don't think that they could go out and get somebody, I mean, I, I don't I, think it's the I biggest need.
0: I, I think their yeah, go
1: ahead. I think their biggest need is the goaltending position. They they need a successor, and I don't know if Caden Primo is the answer. And uh, they need to figure it out because if they stack up their entire roster and they go go out there and in two three years they're ready to contend and they don't have a goaltender, that's a big issue. And I, and you look around the NHL and you see it everywhere. And yes, there's stories of Matt Murray winning cups in Pittsburgh and Jordan Bennington, you know in St. Louis who are, like, subpar goaltenders who make it. But, like, you can't build your team on that. And to me, from a team that comes from Carey Price, you have to have a transition plan. And I think it would be a big mistake if you go and say, hey, Kane Primo's the guy because he had a good run in the AHL. He's proven that he's been shaky at the NHL level for now. And he's also, you know, he has not been the greatest goaltender in the AHL either, other than that playoff run. So I think that there's a huge question mark in goal for the Canadians. I don't think Jake Allen – Jake Allen is a perfect backup goaltender, but he's not the answer. Uh, so then who do you he's go stop, get? And
2: stop gap until they find somebody. And,
1: and you go look at, at teams around the NHL. They're, they're craving goaltending, man. There's so many
0: bad oh, there's, goaltenders there's out there's there. A, there's a problem with goaltending out there, and it's a, it's, a, it's a big issue because while we think it's difficult to find a number one bona fide defenseman, it is – definitely harder to find a number one goalie to come in, in particular, into Montreal. So, Mm -hmm. that one, I feel like we're going to see possibly in this upcoming draft and the one after, I think they're going to grab goalies um, rather high. But it's not
2: only only them, I think a lot of teams are going to start looking at goaltenders. There there is a shortage of goaltenders out there, and I don't, honestly, I don't think we're going to see a goalie of Carey Price's caliber with the Montreal Canadiens for a long while.
1: Oh, no, no, well, obviously not. That yeah, that's not that is yeah. not happening.
2: And we're gonna and, we're, and a lot of fans who were either Carey Price haters or found them overrated are gonna soon realize that oh, we were spoiled to have a guy like him. Well, he matched, yes, I'm he saying that's a the guy who's got problems. a Carey Price jersey on my wall. Yes, I'm. a No, dude, I, I didn't
1: but notice. did not
2: notice. You gotta
0: be fair. fair. You enough. gotta okay. be fair. Listen, you gotta be fair to the whole thing too, right? So Carey Price was so good that you can have such a mediocre team in front of him and it still made them at least somewhat competitive. Now, the they kind of balance of power <laughs> has kind of changed. So now you need a goalie that is not Carey Price level, but is a notch under him because the front and and defensive core are that much better than what he ever had in front of him. So that's, 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 that's kind of where they're looking to. So I'm not looking for the Canadians to go out and find another Carey Price. I think that would be an unrealistic want for this team to do. I think it's out, outlandish to even consider it. You want them to hopefully find somebody who's a tad bit more consistent than Jake Allen, who has been phenomenal this year. You got to tip your hat to the guy. He's been playing very well. Even Montembeau has been playing very well. But I think, logically speaking, these guys, both of them, are not going to be the true successor of Kerry Price in this market. They do need to find somebody. But it doesn't have to be a Shishterkin or a Vasilevsky type. It needs to be one notch under these guys. That would be the perfect scenario. Where can you find these people? It Russia the same, seem
2: at the moment. Well,
0: <laughs> it becomes an issue, same as the defensive, oh, the, uh, US, the number one The US has good goalies too, coming, uh, coming into the NHL. Yeah, yeah well, that's why I think. I think they're going to draft the goalie, but I think they're going to trade for a defenseman. But today's point, yeah, Sam Gerrard comes in. He might be number one here, but is he a true number one on another team?
2: Well, okay, hold on, hold on. I don't like the way you started that by saying he's my favorite guy because he's not. <laughs> don't, don't, I, before people on YouTube and start can, writing can comments you can, me,
1: can, can you Can you fade out your screen? Do we have a Sam Gerrard uh, jersey? It's on top of Prodigy yeah. and
2: Christ. I, I have
1: a suspicion, you know? and I, have, I have a theory.
2: <laughs> no, listen. I just think that when if I gotta go back to (laughs) the Sam Girard, because I feel like I gotta clarify this, it was when I was looking at all the teams out there, they seemed to be the only team that can have that they could basically let go of a certain player that Montreal or a certain type of player that Montreal needs, and unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, given Montreal's current defensive situation, he would be on their their first pairing. Would he be there forever? Probably not. Just do you think they they
1: tried to get him in the Lekkinen deal and settled for Barron, or do you think that they no. the target was? Brilliant? I don't
2: I don't think they went that route because I feel like they were just trying to rebuild and bring cap down and not take on cap in that not okay. in that way.
0: I mean, Justin okay. Barron had mm-hmm. had some pretty big um, you know cheerleaders, specifically coming from I think Crosby, who who really praised him and sees him as a a really uh, good defenseman. Uh, I forgot the exact quote, but, I mean, I remember reading it when Barron was traded over, and they're like, Montreal got a really, really good guy in this move. Um, Now, they're young, so it's hard to say. But, I mean, it's fun to talk about what you can do to fix the team today. And I think, unfortunately, as much as this drum has been beaten to death, the most logical defenseman who you can look at and say, this guy probably is a number one who's available. Okay, coming back to Vito's whole thing, yes, the Sandra thing is because he's very likely available. The The number one guy that's out there that's available, ready to move, is Chitra. I mean, he's the only one. Now, yes. do you have to pay a king's ransom for him? You're going to have to pay a lot. You're going to have to pay a lot. So my question is, is it worth it? And what do you think would be the top end that that Montreal is prepared to get rid of in order to get a guy like
2: that I, I would think that he Montreal doesn't even go for him they would have to give too many young assets that it took them all of last year maybe uh, the year before to to accumulate and, so and build up to
0: spitball spitball a package I don't want to put you on the spot but like just what do you think is too much what do you think is an Arizona ask
1: oh a first round pick
0: for sure, uh, for a, sure. An,
1: Another defensive prospect going back the other way and probably a roster for, forward or two. A
2: young roster forward or mm-hmm. two. Not yeah. not some, not Mike Hoffman. Not, not, it would be somebody that you really don't want to part ways with. Somebody that you're going to look and say you guys are, are high out of your mind if uh, you're asking for him plus the first.
0: Young roster guy up front? Probably. Ooh.
1: Who? Well, that's Let's it. The Clays don't have anything to offer. And that's why, well, to Vito's point, I don't well, think they even... They even pick up the phone. I mean, obviously they'll do their due diligence, but I mean, I think the conversation ends when Arizona says, "Hey, uh, Cole Caulfield, Kirby Doc." Uh, you know, yeah, I think well, that, that's, that's not it.
0: happening. Yeah. Okay,
1: but who else are you going to give? Like, realistically, who does yeah, Arizona so, Coyotes want on the well, Montreal so
0: Canadiens? That's that's the other side of the coin, right? Like, if you don't touch that top line, when you mention young up front guys, who's young and up front? That is like, yeah, okay, we can see that this, you know. I, be a target. See,
2: I could see Montreal sacrificing a defensive prospect. I could that see I them even see. sacrificing yeah, maybe Florida, Florida's gonna... first-round pick, and, and I can that see goal. that too. But I, I can't see them sacrificing anybody that's in their current active roster that is 23 or younger. Yeah, I'm in agreement. That, in agreement. that I cannot see. If they end up coming out saying no, uh, I don't know. We want uh, uh, Ruai and some other prospects that are in your pipeline that you know Montreal has them at as as a uh, Somebody that's going to be in the top six, top nine in the next year or two. Yeah. For example, for example,
0: Florida's first. Let's say Florida's first. Let's say take their pick between Harris, Barron, or I don't know, Norlander even.
2: Moving Jordan Harris.
0: Well, let's say. And then we talk about an upfront guy. Now, let's say they don't go for someone who's there. Let's say they go and look at our our covers. Let's say they want um, Owen Beck. Do you do it? I don't think so. No?
1: I'm not the biggest Jacob Shikran guy in the the first place. I think there's certain places that he'd be a good fit. I think Ottawa – would probably be a good destination for him, but I I don't know. I'm not a big uh, I'm not I'm not all in on Jacob Chikrin. So that that that's my uh, especially as a number one defenseman here in Montreal, I wouldn't
2: I, do it. I do think that Jacob Chikrin once he moves, you're going to see an uptick in his production because he's out of Arizona. But to Dave's point, I'm I'm not am I 100 sold on Jacob Chikrin and, and willing to sacrifice the package to acquire him? No. Would he would he come into Montreal and make Montreal better right away? Yes, he would. Is he young enough that you could say it's not only right away, but for a few more years after that? Absolutely. But the package that you'd have to sacrifice and build towards acquiring him because he's got a digestible cap with term, Arizona has no pressure to move him. So they can literally wait at least another year or two to get that package that they want before they actually have to move him.
0: So with him then out of the picture... And barring some kind of, Gorton Hughes pixie dust magic that, some that somehow that somehow pulls a legit one from another team, then basically there is no options. So so it's status quo. Well, and keep doing it as committee and and I, draft to keep drafting. For
1: now, I think that that would be the right play because at the end of the day. You're a few years from contending. Everybody knows that. You have, you have the luxury of time. Again, I'll, I'll say it again. You have the luxury of time right here. And the NHL changes like that, right? Like in a second, all of a sudden, these guys could be available that, that are not available right now. And you either wait that out or you just look at what you have internally. I mean, you do have some. You look at this team and you say, hey, on paper, it looks like there's some guys who could fill the slot within two, three, four years. Hopefully, and, and they're not going to contend before that anyway. So what's the rush? So you wait maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe three years, and you see what's going. But the thing is, the danger three with years. that is then you get pigeonholed. Yeah, obviously not three years mm-hmm. because then you get pigeonholed, and now it's clear that you're looking for a number one defenseman and you'll never find one, right? It's going to yeah. become the center problem that, that Mark Bergevin lives for 10 years. You, you need to probably get one, but you still do have the luxury of time a little bit and waiting for maybe, hey, man, maybe there will be a defenseman that pops up. Uh, that's under the radar. Look, every year, if you look at the board right now, who's a free agent this year? Who's going to be? And you look at the trade list, I mean, there's nobody there. There's Chick Run, there's Klingberg, there's Eric Johnson. There's nobody. But every year, names pop up randomly because of a certain situation, because of this, because of that, because a team that's supposed to be good, you realize that they're going to have to go rebuild, and then they'll be able to flip that
2: guy to you. So you got to be patient, I think. Like when you look at Montreal's prospect pool, you know, there's things to be excited about. Maybe Lane Hudson could be that guy down the road, but he's not—he's not that guy now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Caden Gooley, you already see—he's already surprising people. People expected him to be NHL-ready this year. I don't think anybody expected him to be on a first pairing, eating 20 to 25 minutes a game already at, at such a young at such a young age. But he's doing it, and he could end up tra- transitioning into a top pairing guy and the guys that we're talking about. But right now nobody is, you can't you can't label anybody as a number one defenseman on Montreal you can label sub twos threes fours fives and, and so on but nobody's a, a bona fide oh my god number one I gotta have him I can't have him because he's, he's a lot you know he's just we don't have it and it's fine to Dave's point somebody can' surprise us somebody can come from the from the cupboard and and end up becoming that person every team at some point finds that person. I do think that right now, if you look at Montreal's depth chart, I mean, their complete depth chart, it, it's, it's Lane Hudson has the best chance with Caden Gooley there, too. That's my opinion. Do people share the same opinion? No, maybe not. But I, do. I, I, know, I know a lot of people talk about Lane Hudson. I've been watching a lot of his, his, a lot of his footage uh, since he got drafted, and he's very, he's very exciting to watch.
0: I think I think there's no doubt about that. I mean, bottom line, there's there's a lot of change that's going to happen in this team. I think n- this upcoming offseason is going to be an incredibly fun and exciting offseason for this team. You got a lot of big uh big numbers coming off the books. Dadatollah is going to be gone. Monaghan will be of trade will be traded, I would assume. Possibly coming back. I don't know about that, but whatever, off the books um uh, Hoffman likely will be traded by the deadline this year I'm pretty confident Drew is off the books I mean there's there's a lot of I'm, places I'm, now. A lot of I'm managing
2: my expectations with who's going to get traded in for you
0: what. don't think that Mike Hoffman is going to get traded this year honestly
2: Are, is Montreal retaining salary sure
0: yeah probably
2: they'd have to because there's another year at four and a half million not every team's going yeah. to digest that no, they probably they probably hold back a bit. Yeah. The, the other thing 5%. is that while while Mike Hoffman is starting to warm up, and I really hope he bring he he, he continues on this Please basis that the he can you know fall into positive value in a sense. Him, Drew is those guys are still negative value right now. That's They're not. You're not getting much. You're gonna have to.
0: Oh, I'm not. I'm not done. suggesting that these. Guys but the value is irritated. removing them.
2: The,
1: the, the value is removing uh, yeah, them from the books, man. The value is right. the money you're going to get. Who cares if Jonathan DeWine on your roster this year? Like, Who cares? Who cares? Put him there. Who cares? Let him fill in. Let let uh, Dad and, uh, the Donov fill in. Let everybody, let these guys sit here. It doesn't matter. The money is not important right now because you're not a contender. So it doesn't that's matter. Right. Let them all sit. And then once they're gone, that's where your value kicks in. Well, and that's go this out, upcoming I
0: mean, season. But yeah, and that's
1: that's what that's why you're Matt's right when he says the offseason is gonna be fun. Not only that, oh, but the way sure. Marty St. Louis is coaching this team, the way the team is trending, it's fun. It looks every like everybody's having a blast. That's gonna attract some free agents, man. Some fun free agents that you never saw during the Bergerman years. And I don't care what, what anyone says, about. and that yeah. that's what's gonna be exciting because you got a coach like Marty St. Louis, and it's not a Claude Julien that's gonna ask you to play defense all the time. Like, there's value to that, and 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 you could see now. Yes, we're fourteen games in. Don't get me wrong. My expectations might change and this might change down the way. But Marty Saint Louis proving that he could win, you know, with the guys that he has and, and the style that he has for now. So let's let let's see how it carries on, carries over. Let's see at game fifty, if that's the same case. But then all of a sudden, you have a very fun offseason coming. And and that's that's it's gonna be cool to oh, see yeah. who they can attract. And you know, if you're an NHL or man. The chance to play in Montreal, but to, to play for Hughes, Gordon. Hughes is a player's GM. Uh, to play for Gordon, and then to play for Marty St. Louis, like that is all attractive to me and the team. And you're going to play next to Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. This is all fun stuff, man. It's just it's it's going to be exciting and it's going to be really cool. And I think there's going to be names off the board that we don't even think of because of Hughes' connections throughout the NHL. So let me put you be... on
0: the spot right now. Then Uh-oh. right now is the final Uh-oh. little Uh-oh. takeaway. Okay. Give me one name. That signs here in the next offseason that is completely off the rails. That oh. is like, whoa, that would be nuts, but no one's even considering. Just okay. I have to I have to I
1: have to, uh, I have to look I, at the free agency. I, I give you a
0: little bit of time. Go ahead, take the okay. take a look at the free agency because I wanna know as you guys take a look now. You know, unless if you've got a name too, you seem to be staring right at me like oh, I know exactly what it's gonna be. Because <laughs> I hate
2: so, you right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So the point is I want to mark this down this moment right this episode and i want to circle it back and if somehow some way either of you two somehow pick the person that comes and lands here in the off season i mean we got to do something we got to give you a crown we got to do something a little a little medal. i don't know but i'd be very curious to know who you think shot in the dark is is going to be one of the bigger splashes that happens in the off season with the abundance of cap that they're going to have at their disposal and for all the reasons uh, I, I mean, you want
1: to, you want to, you want to like dream. You say David Pasternak, I guess, is the the guy. <laughs> oh, mark it
0: down, baby. Past to the Montreal next year, okay.
1: okay. I mean,
0: oh
2: god.
1: You know, there's there's no one obviously. Like, I, I think Kane is up there, but like, I don't want Kane here, anyways. Like, I don't think that's good. I mean, they they have enough of stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see who's who would be out there. I mean, Pasternak would be the number one guy, right? That that you'd want to okay. see.
0: Mark it down. Dave got pasta coming to Montreal next year in the offseason. Perfect. <laughs>
1: quote, Perfect. Quote me on that. Quote me on
0: that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vito, who is it? Who's making the biggest splash?
2: Wow. Wait minute. Yeah, wow. Put us on the spot on this one, hey man, Dave, you better have an answer too. Right? Let's go. Me? <laughs> uh, Does it matter how, around, how old Dave? they are, or are? We? Is there some criteria to this?
0: No, it doesn't matter. No, I think a free agent splash. that you think is exciting. Free agent.
1: Timo Meyer. That's good. That's a good one. I was thinking about that too. I think that's good. He's a solid, like almost a point, point of game player. And kind of shoots, boring, but okay.
2: He shoots a whole lot. The guy's on pace at this point for like 450 shots. Yeah, I think, I think that could work. I, I'd say Timo Meyer. Um, I mean,. I don't know, man. It, that's a that's a tough question. To, okay, so we're only talking about signs, right? Not not trades. Yeah, no uh, signing. Yeah. Free agent right. signing. sign, sign, signs. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'll go with Timo Meyer. I, I have a feeling though, some other team like like is gonna go and acquire him because that's like seems to be Ottawa's thing—just acquire everything right now. But yeah, okay, Timo Meyer. That's what I'm going with. And if it mm-hmm. happens, you all you owe me a beer.
0: Okay, all right, fair
2: enough. Okay. Matt, and, uh, let's go.
1: Who, who do we got?
0: Vladimir Tarasenko. I was, I was
1: actually thinking, thinking about him too, but I don't
0: know. Vladimir Tarasenko is going to sign with the Montreal Canadiens next year in the offseason. There's
2: no way. Watch it. There's happen. no way, guys. What do you What do you think of um, What do you think of Montreal's <laughs> new mascot? love oh it right what do you oh what do you my think God. of God. metal huh? love story it. so for those of you who uh who are, are going to be listening to the episode um i have a picture up right now of of metal is his name is the mm-hmm. new mascot so what do you guys think
1: i love it i love him look he looks I mean... he looks like Upi's Upi's a younger or older brother probably like a very um uh, how do I say this? Life experience, life weary, uh, went down the wrong path. Young, he looks like he looks like he sees shit. He looks yeah. like he sees he looks, some shit. You no, know, Yuppie's well fed. He he looks like he was luxury luxurious guy. You know he was with the expos. He's he's a bigger guy. Like Metal looks like he, um, you know, he was the older brother that you know. I don't know how to say metal, this. Nicely, metal goes backstage. He, he,
0: he goes back. He does something. The shows, you know? you know. He hangs out with the band after, if you know what I'm exactly. saying. Exactly. That's, that's what he looks like. Life experience. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Let's just say he has oh, a lot I, of life experience.
0: The one, the one quick thing about this mascot thing, uh, and I mean, again, whatever mascot. I don't even know what his purpose is. I think it's for the reverse retro jersey, mm-hmm. but I do kind of like time. that they trolled the arena. There was the uh the, the MC during the arena, like during uh, play for the past couple of games. He's there with UP and he's trying to do a, a thing with the crowd and like this music would keep interrupting him, and like it happened two, three times in a row, and like it looked like he was getting pissed off the MC and he walked away and everybody's like, What the hell's going on? And it turns out it was metal all this <laughs> time, like flipping switches and doing like you know, doing his thing. I thought that was kind of funny. I enjoyed that. That was like it was you know, uh... kinda of like, what the hell is happening? Oof. It's like a wrestling uh yeah, a little bit, story. a little bit. I like it. It adds so some thought, spunk to the... To the to I thought the that was kind of
2: fun. Mascot thing that we have going on now across the NHL, you know what I mean? So, Yuppie was yep. just... What the hell is a Yuppie anyways? I know he's classic. Yuppie, is, Yuppie is the Yuppie. best. You leave Yuppie alone, okay? I, Yuppie I, I love Yuppie, best Yuppie best. but at the late. end of the day, what is he? What do you mean? What's gritty? Well, who cares? Who cares what he's they He's a got? grumpy orange thing from Phil. He's a monster. That, he was the monster that comes out of your bed when you were a kid. That's what Gritty was. Is. Probably was Yubi, but Yubi just wanted to give you a hug. Yep. Damn it. Yubi. Damn it, Dave, with your kindness. <laughs> Yubi's well, the best. Yubi's bad. the only mascot,
1: probably, to get ejected from a, a professional sports game. All right?
0: That's true. He did it. He got uh, thrown out of a baseball game. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Good old Yuppie, man. Well, gentlemen, that's all our time for today. Thank you very much. Um... Everyone listening, again, we know we're trying to still iron out some details about getting these out a little bit more frequently and a little bit more on a fixed schedule. So definitely keep an eyes and ears out for that. Um, always, as as always and ever, we appreciate everybody listening, leaving comments, likes, and subscribe uh, subscribing. Um, obviously, that's always great. We really appreciate it. But uh, until next time, uh, for Dave and Vito, this is Matt saying this was get pucked.